podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cinnamon rolls and chili on a crisp November day. In the heart of football season, Thanksgiving's on its way. Mashed potatoes, turkeys, green beans not from cans. The Bosco boys are thankful for our diehard bonehead fans. The boys are back, and oh my God, football season is going by like a flash. My goodness, here we are. We're previewing the Baylor game, senior night, final chance ever to see Skylar Thompson, the winningest, all-time winningest starting quarterback in K-State history, the final time to watch him in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. We are here to talk about that matchup with the despicable, deplorable Baylor Bears. Before yes. We, yeah. Before we get into it, uh, you said you made an old-fashioned for the show, eh? Yeah, I did. Um, what sort of bitters? Uh, how do you say it? Andrastura? I don't know. I mean, looking up, I no, can't remember. Funny. But you know, the I think it's just the Andros. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know if you decided to get weird with it. Uh, one of my favorite places. It's a cocktail bar here in Shawnee. They use these uh, tangerine bitters. Uh, with their old fashions that are pretty good no i just uh i'm pretty simple i do a sugar cube a little splash of water a couple of shots i did i think about three shots tonight um and then the andro angestura bitters i don't know the aromatics yeah and uh whip it around put a big old spherical cube in there and top it off with a little orange peel and it's quite nice yeah, I uh, I have the flat white ca- coffee milk stout, uh, Cali Mike. I've uh, this was the second to last beer from our beer exchange I still had. I think he actually got from New Zealand. So shout out to Cali Mike for that beer of the pod. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it's going. I can't believe how quickly football season is coming and going. Sad. We only, ha- we only have it one regular comes, season game. It always goes so fast, and it's the longest wait for my for like the the best you know two two and a half months. And that the off season is so unbearably long, but luckily we'll you know, get a bowl game. So that'll be fun. We'll get a bowl game. You know, we were blessed enough to have seven home games. Um, Plus Arlington, a fun, you know, neutral site game and a cool venue. So it's been a fun year. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to end up going to nine out of the 12 games. Uh, yeah. That's impressive. I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking of you the other day, actually, um, no 10. It's going to end up being – it's going to be 10 be- – oh, no, 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 nine because I missed the TCU home game. But, yeah, not nine home games, so six in Bill Snyder Family Stadium, one in Arlington, and yeah. then uh, Oklahoma State, I- and then uh, Lawrence. So, Arlington, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I will have made five, which – That's pretty good for a I'm pretty year impressed. With infant. Yeah, because I thought, you know, initially I told you, I was like, I may, I'm going to maybe make one home game. Uh, hey, you're saying like two total that uh obviously didn't happen and you know credit to my wife for allowing me to do that uh, a couple well, of your wife's games, awesome i mean he didn't have to do that uh i went to you know when we were hot you know i, w- I went to 
I want to say three in a row. And that was nice for her. She didn't have to do that. So, and I'll be there this Saturday. So we got sweet tickets. Um, I'll be there with my family and a, a buddy. Nelly hooked me up with some East East side suites. So shout out to Nelly. Well, a suite or club? I'm sorry. Club. Oh, okay. Club level. Um, but, uh, and DY Still hooked me up with a parking awesome. pass. So nice. The, the KSO boys really came through for me, so. man. You're, Shout you're out to a them. beggar. I tell you what, I'll take it. Hey, yeah, there it's you all go. good with me. Well, before we get into it, of course, beer, of the pot and drink of the pot are presented by symbol symbols, the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge on symbol. You can trade sports teams just like stocks. And every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low and sell high and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join over the over 7,000 early adapters who have started investing in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com to create your account. When you deposit, make sure you use promo code BOYS to make your deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com, promo code BOYS, and your deposit risk-free. That means if you lose money or if you just decide Symbol isn't for you, they will get refund that initial deposit, no questions asked. Use symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. You know, I tell you what, uh, one of the rare times it's like I know I'm going to get a payout from symbol because the only two college football teams I own are the Cats and Baylor. Uh, so honestly, I may I may go all in and just sell Baylor before the game just because, like, hey. No, I don't want to profit when K State wins. I'm, you know, I'm not going to do the emotional hedge bet. I'm going all in. So, I actually might be selling Baylor before the game. But yeah, get over to Symbol today. It's a good move. All right, let's get into uh, the Coach Kleiman press conference. Uh, I always like to play psychologist uh, when when I think something's going on. Uh, he actually was joking around quite a bit today. Uh, he actually made a joke that. He like kind of kept his bit going. Like he was asked about the missed chip shot field goals. Instead of really addressing it too much. I don't know if you saw this. Well, first off, my dog, dude, stop freaking chewing on the chair, bud. Come on, man. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm talking He's only going to do it more now. Well, no, because he has a, <laughs> he has like a chew bone that was sitting right there. And I, well, whatever, you're fine. Go on. But so he was asking about the chip shot field goals and that he was kind of asked about, he's like, well, you know what, if we would just score touchdowns, it wouldn't matter. You guys should ask mess about that on Thursday. And everyone was just laughing, laughing, laughing. And then I, Ryan black, come on, man. Ryan black actually said, Oh, I might. And then, uh, then climate goes, yeah, mess is really going to love that. And then they were just joking around about how much that would piss off Courtney Messingham. If they asked him that question, Hey, why don't you score touchdowns? Uh, so that was funny. And then he started poking fun at Brian Anderson's, uh, you know, golf swing saying, Hey, what you need to do when you're kicking these field goals, is just one clean stroke. Unlike Brian Anderson's golf golf swing. So again, <laughs> climbing was in a good mood. He's doing jokes. That's something I like about climbing. You know, he, he's kind of just like, like us. He's, he's just a normal guy who is making millions of dollars to coach football. If he's in a good mood, he's going to crack jokes. He's going to make sure everyone's having a good time, but man, during that three-game losing streak, we saw him not so happy. Uh, so it's if he it, has to really put time if he has to put time aside while he's trying to build a program to talk to two schmucks with a podcast. Look out! I <laughs> I, I tell you what, maybe maybe this off season we're we got to get him back. We got to get back with him. Yeah, well, and I I I don't know. I, I'm kind of shying away from trying to 
do it via Zoom. One, because I think how sarcastic we, at least with Chris Kleiman, with how sarcastic some of our jokes are, because we would have to stay on brand. We wouldn't be able to just go like, act like we're actual journalists. Can't be doing that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if we tried to ask him like it about boxers or briefs or, hey, you know, talk, talk some trash on one of your assistant coaches or something like that. If we try to do that over Zoom, he would just hate us even more. Yeah, no, he's definitely not a guy uh, that would translate over Zoom. So, and I want another shot, man. I want another shot at him in person. I think we could win him over. I do. I really do. Okay, so what especially, I'll try to, especially for coming off like a ten-win season, he's going to be chipper. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, what I'll try to do is try to do something in between, either right before, like in between late signing day in spring ball or after spring ball. Uh, right right during the recruiting dead period so maybe we'll try to do that um and see what happens got to get back to veneer um so yeah that, i mean that, that's coach climbing um so we opened up just talking more about how the team has added confidence from beating a good very good west virginia team um, i i think climbing really i i we said this post game i i think that they really wanted that game more than they let on and he's still kind of glowing about it I think he needs to work out his, you know, Baylor voodoo as well, because, you know, that's the final team. Or actually, no, I guess he hasn't beat Texas either, has he? Wait, did, no, no. We've got some Baylor voodoo to work time? out. No, he didn't beat Baylor. The, no. He's over. So, you know, if, if he can do this, I mean, that's pretty quick for a non-Lincoln non Riley coach. I wonder who, what coach was the quickest to beat all teams in the Big 12 Conference besides Lincoln Riley. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it was probably Matt Campbell. But I guess I don't know. He's in his fucking sixth year. I mean, Matt I forget Campbell he's been around for him. quite some time. Yeah. Um, I need to know when they beat OU. That's kind of just like the, I think that might have been year three. Really? Okay. Um, because that was in Norman, wasn't it? It was in Norman. I want to say it was 2018. Uh, who knows though? Fuck well, yeah, it, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> but uh. I mean, it'd be pretty quick for him to do that. So it would be nice if he could do that. Plus, you know, get, get the nine wins. Um, he was specifically asked about Deuce Vaughn's durability. And of course, this isn't going to shock anyone. He just ranted and raved about how much work Deuce does off the field to make sure his body is right when it comes to weight room, stretching, nutrition. I think, oh man, I think it was Jack Steneen of all people who said during his only time during media availability this year that, Deuce Vaughn is a professional. Everything he does is professional. It is top notch. And I think because Deuce Vaughn understands that, you know, his dad was an NFL scout. So I think he was ahead of the game, even more so than most high, high, you know, major college football athletes, knowing what you have to do to make, you know, Monday through Friday and then all off season, make sure your body can take those hits. And I think it just kind of proves what sort of a gemstone that, you know, Deuce Vaughn is. Yeah, and you can hear it in the way that he speaks. He's just so articulate and so, you know, black and white. Um, and he's always been that way. They've talked about him that way, you know, since before and since before the season started last year. You know, he had all these great quotes coming out of, of Deuce Vaughn. He's like a 40-year-old man in an 18-year-old's body, and he's just whiz, wise beyond his years. And you have to be, I, I mean, really to be – successful at that level you have to be like insanely disciplined i wish i had a fraction of the discipline that guys like deuce vaughn had as someone who be, does a podcast i might be somebody you, I, I i wish you did too <laughs> no i'm just giving you trouble 
I, I've ragged on you enough in the chat with Andrew today, so I, I'm not going to do any more of that. Um, a lot of con- or a lot of high praise for Ross Elder. Uh, said that Ross is starting to play with more confidence. They said moving him to the weak side safety was a good move for him. I actually legitimately think that, and again, I'm not smart enough to have picked up, you know, when him and J-Max switched spots from the um, middle of the field safety to the weak side safety because uh, Yeast has been playing strong safety the entire time. So I'm not going to pretend like I noticed when the move happened. But I do think I, I did notice that, you know, about halfway through conference play, Ross Elder really started elevating his play. So I'm going to choose to believe that coincided with his position move. And here's a statement that I didn't think I was going to say, you know, six, seven weeks ago. This team really could use Ross Elder to come back for a super senior season. Because, Mm. I mean, think about it. You could be losing Ross Elder, Yeast, and J-Mac, all three of your starting safeties. And Sincere Mason, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. And we, we've seen how tough it's been for TJ to come back from a knee injury. I mean, I think you need Ross Elder to come back. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just as far as like numbers go and experience goes. Um, but if he continues this level of play, I'm not like super against that. And depth experience, it all sharpens itself. So, um, but yeah, I like that move to the weak side. Uh, makes total sense. You know, less space to cover, less people to worry about. And he's definitely looked better. Um, so let's hope he keeps it. Let's hope he keeps it up. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the question about Will Howard and, you know, was last week, you know, the decision done to preserve his red shirt. Chris Common said yes. And he said that Will Howard's a team guy. If they need him to play, he will play, but it wasn't wise to burn his red shirt, just kind of running the clock out last week. I think we agree on that. Um, No sense in burning it uh, as long as he's on board with that. Uh, So we'll we'll just kind of see what happens. Uh, I think think it was D. Scott Fritchin who asked the question, asking him to specifically address all five super seniors (laughs) and something they mean. And, uh, that's you know, such I, a D Scott question, well, and, a long-winded and, question and answer. Yeah, well, and also shout out to D Scott. You know, I, I think he's in the position that he was born for, which is working for K-State Athletics. He's, yeah. you know, on the department. He's writing the K-State Sports Extra stuff and all that type of stuff. Kleiman just said, hey, look, we don't have enough time for that. He's just said he's very happy that all five super seniors <laughs> came back and trusted the staff and trusted the culture, and they wanted to end their K-State career on a high note. I think maybe our first show, uh, you know, maybe one of the shows in between the bowl game or final game in the bowl game, we'll kind of go through the uh, seniors who have eligibility to come back and maybe give our wish list of who we want to come back. But I really do think the five that came back and you can argue who had more, uh, you know, who had more of an impact, who maybe wasn't even, you know, above average for their position. But I think it was important to have someone at all three levels come back you know on defense you had boom massey cody fletcher and j max someone at all three levels of the defense and then someone on the offensive line of course skyler so i'm glad they came back even if you could argue how good some of them have been um but yeah we'll we'll keep moving on i mean no doubt not all five of them there's really if you wanted to you could really just say skyler's the only one that's actually performed well but i don't know it was important fletcher's been solid yeah fletcher's been solid I think you go uh, Skyler, Fletcher, Noah, eh, J Mac, Noah, 
Boom. But Boom's been fine, but he, yeah. Regardless, having them back was a positive. You know, coming off of last season and the question about culture and the exodus following that, all those question marks, um, to have a guy, you know, in the program that knew the ins and outs of the program on every level um, that was bought in, I think was really important. Um, So, I I mean – you know, you could say what you want about how they've performed in their super senior season, but I'm glad all of them came back. Yeah, I, I, I'm not mad any of them came back. They will have to, you know, they're, they're going to have to worry a little bit more about it this year, upcoming year, because yeah. they no longer are a free scholarship player. They will count against the 85 moving forward. Um, the high, high praise for Skylar Thompson just said that his competitiveness, his overall great servant leadership, uh, Coach Kleiman's going to miss that. He says he makes everyone around him better. Just his presence around the team, the team feeds off of that confidence and said that whenever his career ends, he's going to have a good career in coaching. I agree. I, I think that Skylar Thompson, whether it's, you know, in high school or if he becomes a GA and tries to get into college coaching, I think, I first think he can make a preseason NFL roster. I don't know if he'll ever make a 53-man roster, but I think he can be a camp guy, a preseason guy. But whenever he's done playing, I think he could be a great coach. And I, I, I think he truly is a good leader of men. And, and I'm, I, I think Skylar Thompson will succeed in whatever he decides to do when his playing career is done. Uh, could you see Skylar being a coach? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's got that in him. I think tons of former players have that in him. But especially being a quarterback, um, it just kind of feels like that's the direction. If you're not going to play – you know, you want to be involved in the sport, and he seems like he has the chops for sure. Yep. Uh, something that Coach Kleiman pointed out, uh, he, he said that he, he raved about Baylor, said they have a quarterback who can really run and throw the ball and just raved about their offense, said that he wouldn't be surprised if there was a game where Baylor decided they just wanted to throw for 350 yards and rush for zero or, <laughs> you know, rush for 30, 350 and pass for zero. He says, but ultimately they're just a balanced team. I actually think that this is going to be – we touched on a little bit in the post-game West Virginia one. I think this is an offense that is almost like tailor-made, built to attack where K-State struggles. That's capitalizing on our aggressiveness. And I, I'm very worried about trying to stop their offense. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, if Here's a question for you. If you could pick one of those stat lines – for to come true, which would you prefer that they throw for 350 and rush for zero? Throw for 350 or, and rush for zero. Could you yeah, imagine that how that one's so obvious? So yeah. obvious. I mean, because uh, we get passed on all the time. You can it, you can get passed on a lot, but if, if they can't run the ball for any you know positive, I, I I would feel really good about that. If they ran for 350, I'd, I'd be like, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, like we're there's no chance we're winning that or canceling the podcast. Um, That'd be wild. Yeah. So. After Coach Kleiman made all the jokes when talking about, you know, kicking, he did said that Tennant has a world of talent, said that there's going to be growing pains because he's still just a true freshman. But he said he will be able to have a great career over the next four years. I believe in him. Yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, at least I'm going to tell myself it'll be fine until next year. (laughs) He's four four of six and he's 18 years old. Yeah, it'll be be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, Confirmed sincere Mason out for the season with a knee injury. Ultimately, I think that has a bigger impact, not on this year, but next year, because yeah. Sincere Mason, at least in my personal depth chart that I keep, you know, 
written in pencil that I just kind of update for next year. I had him slotted as the starting strong safety uh, yeah. with him dealing with a knee injury. I'm assuming it's ACL because it's end, end of the season. Uh, yeah. we, we've seen how tough it's been for TJ to come back from that. Um, and I, you know, I, he's just kind of found himself with Sebastian, no, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, he's not even, yeah, it, scr- not even sniffing really anything. So um, it, that hurts so. next year even more. I completely agree. I mean, that's like a nine month injury. So he, you definitely cannot count on him for next year at this point. So I agree. You're going to probably be looking to find another man where he was going to be. I think you need at least two to three safeties in the portal, which is a lot. It's a little scary. Yeah. They'll be all right though. They proved that they can find, I mean, they found two safeties this year. You're going to find a way to clone. I mean, if we have cloning technology, 11 times. If, no, if we're, <laughs> if we're getting cloning ability, let's clone the sauce boss, not Ross elder. Uh, Cause yeah. and I, I didn't even, I didn't even get this in here, but they, they did talk about how Reggie just brings all this energy, does everything right. And just keyed out that he's him. played cornerback, nickelback, Sam linebacker and safety. He's played four different spots for this defense. So that's why I would clone him. If you could clone anyone. I mean, flexibility. I was. Yes, you are deconstructing the bit a little bit, but that's okay. I would obviously. That is a good question, though. Like, if you could clone, if you could clone one player on each side of the ball, who would you clone? Because offense gets a little trickier. But I mean, obviously, it's like you could have two Deuce Vaughns. But Deuce, I don't know. Like, which is there? Is there a a good case you can make for another player outside? Well, yes. I could. So first off, I think it's on defense. I think it's easy. I think it's Reggie and you don't even take twice. I might have two Felixes on either either side. But here's the thing. We don't play like doing that basically means you wouldn't have to take Felix. Or or if you could have two Daniel Greens, that's pretty large. But Reggie is like Reggie is like Reggie could start at four different spots. I know. I now that I mention it though, I would probably do two Daniel Greens. Um, but he but get, I don't know. <laughs> imagine I, I, Reggie. Imagine uh, having two Reggies and they're like talking to each other on the field. How insane that would get. Yeah, I would go with two Reggies. But on de- offense, here's my question for this cloning rule: Do you get them like cloned exactly as is, or is it like, hey, if you clone Malik Knowles, he like doesn't get hurt? You know. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think you just kind of clone them how they are. Okay, then, um, then my answer actually is Cooper Beebe. I was gonna say Cooper Beebe too. Yeah, because um, you'd have him playing left tackle and right guard. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that would improve the line immensely immediately. Or maybe even both tackle spots, but yeah, it would be Cooper Beebe on offense, and I'm going with Reggie on defense. Honorable mention, Daniel Green. It would be really nice to have. Deuce always in the backfield and always in the slot. I mean, like, that would that, be fun. That would be that like would be fun. Insane. Cause you you could go to him every time. Like yeah, I mean that, do that I run would to be him? fun. Do I run to him or do I pass to him? <laughs> because one of those is gonna work, probably. Yeah, I mean that would be fun. But I, I have enough confidence in Joe Irvin <clears throat> that if you know you can yeah, Joe's a slot, pick. So all right. Um and then uh, update on Spencer, Spencer Trussell. Oh, I did have that thing about Reggie. That was the final point. But uh, Spencer Trussell, day-to-day, day, said that he will be back for Texas and the bowl game, hoping this week. 
So it'd be nice. Again, the fact that Spencer Trussell's like your, what, fifth defensive end or whatever. I mean, I think that says a lot about your edge rushers. Because I think he would start for KU and Texas Tech. Yeah, probably. I agree. All right, that's all we got for the uh, press conference. This is usually where the primers would go, and the primer segment is sponsored by Spotify Greenroom. This week, we are going live at 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. today, if you guys are listening to this on release day, to do K-State football talk. Then we will be going live immediately after the K-State Omaha basketball game. So be sure to download Spotify Greenroom and join us for our two shows on Wednesday. Still have not 100% decided what we're going to do next week. Probably, it depends on if I end up going to the game or not, but we will probably go live only no football talk next week. And we'll probably go live for one or both of the CBE classic basketball games. It just kind of depends on if I go to the game. All right. Um, sadly, due to uh, some a lot of busy stuff going on at work, and I spent all day Monday uh, at a funeral, I wasn't able to procure any primers. We will try to bring them back for the final regular season show next week. But keep in mind, for the folks that have been here since day one, we wouldn't have gotten a Baylor primer anyways. We don't do Baylor primers. We don't do it. We will never do it. Uh, so you're missing out on a little bit of extra K-State talk from probably someone smarter than us. but. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Just real quick, the women's basketball team off to a really hot start. Aoka Lee is literally maybe the best women's basketball player of all time. Um, McKenzie Morris got defensive player of the week for the volleyball team. They split with Iowa State. They got two games on Longhorn Network this week with the Texas Longhorns. If you could get one of those, I think you're sitting pretty for postseason play. Otherwise, it's really going to come down to the wire. It's going to be close. Um, and then uh, soccer's done. Men's basketball's going, so, you know, that's just some quick, you know, non-K-State football talk. And, again, we have a full basketball show. Uh, because we will not uh, have any primers, this show would be a lot faster than it usually is. So let's just kind of hit on the three questions we usually do in our football live shows that you and I don't usually talk about during our preview shows. And the, it's what are we most confident in? What are you most nervous for? And your pick to click. So let's start with what are you most confident in going into this Baylor game? I forgot to, I didn't even see this part. Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. What am I most confident in? It's a good question. Um, I mean, it's got to, I'm going to take the easy way out. And I think it's Deuce Vaughn. Um, Deuce is on a really nice run right now. Uh, this four game stretch, you know, he had 220 yards roughly against KU. He went over a hundred last, last week with a 125. I want to say, I don't think he rushed for a hundred yards against tech. Nope. Uh, but he had three touchdowns and I think all purpose was over a hundred and he carried us. And then TCU, he definitely went over a hundred yards. Quite certain of that. So Deuce is really hitting his stride and he right now, I want to say, I saw this today on Twitter that he has the most um, over 100 yards games in the conference from a running back from scrimmage. Most um, in the country. Most in the country. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's even better. Um, so I'm pretty confident that Deuce is going to get his numbers and that he's going to make our offense click again um, as usual. So I would say I'm most confident in Deuce Vaughn. He, you're correct. He only had 52 uh, rushing versus Tech, but 68 receiving. Mm-hmm. 
He was 99 yards rushing versus Iowa State, but 28 yards receiving. I'm I'm doing a quick look. He had 99 rushing against Iowa State. Yeah, the only game. Really? Yeah, the only the only game he has not gone over 100 yards from scrimmage was the Oklahoma State game, and he had 95 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, that's. I mean, he's had a pretty. He's had a great year. He's exceeded my expectations by right, quite he, a lot. So he, the longest play from scrimmage uh, he had in the Southern Illinois game was 16 yards. Nevada was 16 yards. Every other game he's had at least one play over 20 yards. And one, two, three, four, five games with a play over 30. No, six. Man, the dude is a stud, so that's a good one. He's so fucking good. He is so good. Uh, my thing I am most confident in, it honestly would have been Deuce getting his – but 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 I'm what I'm gonna say is we will we will get we will cause some havoc. You know we're gonna get you know our tackles for losses, forced fumbles, pass breakups, uh, interception. One of our best havoc games of the year just happened last week versus West Virginia. So I think in this will come up in my key to V later. I think there's going to be a lot of havoc in this game. So what are you most nervous in? Or nervous for? I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried that our defense is going to die a death by a thousand cuts. Um, you know, Baylor is patient. They're well-rounded. They're talented. They have great team speed and they're, you know, they're relatively mistake free. They're not an elite team in my opinion, but very, very solid team that is hard to beat. And they just kind of take it at their own pace and they grind you down. They have a very good offensive line. And the running back is averaging over seven yards per carry. So I'm worried that it's just going to be a frustrating defensive day for us. And we're going to have a hard time stopping them, but they're going to have long sustained drives that do not end well for us. I would, it would be a great day for Ben, but do not break. Yeah, I, I am what I'm most worried about because their pace, we are the slowest playing offense in the league. They're number three. Uh, you know, right behind, you know, KU is slightly slower than them and Iowa State is slightly faster than them. So here's here's the thing. When you have two teams that are going to play at that sort of pace, you have to make every yeah. possession count. I think that this team, our offense, is efficient enough to, to score in the 30s versus Baylor, even with, you know, this slower pace. I think we can have another, you know, game getting three points per drive. I think but not can, more than that. Don't you dare ask this team to go over over 39 points. No, no, no. We're not going to – it's not going to be 30. I mean, I could see us scoring like 32. I could basically see us being at three points per drive. Um, We have an incredibly consistent offensive uh, cap. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. (laughs) I love it. It it plays into, believe it or not, how great we are at getting points when we do have our drives and keeping our Mm -hmm. pace low. So I think think that we can play in that. But the the issue with that is if – if you have a turnover, if you have that, you know, third quarter three and out, if you have, you know, a drive where you end up trying not to score points at the end of the first half, all that stuff could stack on each other and you could still play a game where it's like, oh, hey, you know, you weren't bad. You only punted a couple times or one time, but you still find yourself looking at the scoreboard late and it's 28 to 27 or 30. 1 to 28 and you lose that game. So that that's what I'm worried about. Um and then who's your pick to click for folks who don't listen to the live show? This could be the MVP of the game or it could just be a guy who 
you come away from that game from the game thinking, wow, you know, he really had a good game. He really clicked on the field today. So who would be your prediction gore pick to click your P to C? I'm gonna be a little unconventional and I'm gonna say Courtney Messingham. Um, I have a feeling he's gonna be dialed in. Uh, this is kind of our last chance at a marquee win. We have some very good momentum. And, you know, by the numbers, the last four games offensively, we've been pretty complete. We've been consistent and we've been very good, honestly. So I don't think I've been, he's been getting enough credit. And, you know, from me personally, from a lot of other people that um, like to be reactionary and not let the game play out. Um, you know, he's going to have to be big and I, I trust him when he's going to. Yeah, so uh, I, I think that's a good one. My my pick to click, I'm I'm going to go with Nate Matlack again. He had a good game last week. I think he's going to have another good week this week. Um, and then here, here's something that maybe next year I'm going to start doing. Uh, just I'm going to right now when we're recording this, it's 6.38 p.m. on Wednesday. Currently, the consensus line is a pick em, K-State and Baylor. And then I'm going to pull up our friend Parker, his advanced stats, and give that quick breakdown of what he is projecting. Give me two seconds. And, hell, I, I probably should have – I'm going to just kind of have that written into the timeline next year. All right. So his advanced statistical prediction is K-State 39.22, Baylor 38.3. So he has the Cats winning a – squeaker basically that pick them line is about right he says that k-state has a 52.65 percent chance of winning so shout out to parker at stats of war the guy does great work all right uh let's get into it what what does this game mean um so we talked last week about how climbing is a streaky coach well he has not gone over four wins uh as a winning streak at k-state so can he get to that five game winning streak Getting to eight wins also for the second time in his first three years would really put a good feather in Kleiman's hat and put to bed all these stupid comments about Kleiman not being a good hire, not being a good coach. And this would th- that would straight up end the stupid Ron Prince, you know, comments from early in the season. And all the hot, hot t- seat talk, you know, after the three-game losing streak, getting to eight wins two out of the first three years just puts to bed all those stupid narratives. How massive would that be if he gets to eight wins? I mean, it'd be huge. Not only would this match, you know, his it would match his highest win total, you know, with two games remaining. But, um, yeah, he would have five, five in a row, which would be his longest streak. It would build team confidence with, with the time left, get more fans invested in the remainder of the season and, and for the future, which I saw you on the timeline today. And I, I agree with you. Like, I – I think we lost a solid chunk that we weren't going to get back for the remainder of the season. And that has been reflected in the crowd. Um, and it's not going to be better on Saturday, No, uh, particularly combined with it being a holiday week. Uh, it's just not going to be, um, it'll, it'll probably, it will 1000% get us back in the top 25. Um, it's, there's a lot of variables going into this game. Um, winning it, getting to eight and three uh, would be huge. It'd be absolutely huge with, you know, two chances to, to, to get a nine win season, which uh, would be really great. Yeah. So I, I agree. And I, I was on the timeline of course, and maybe next year I'm coming up with, of course, I come up with all these ideas for I need to get off shows. The 
<laughs> we, we do, but I'm coming up with all these ideas, like, you know, almost at the end of the season, we probably should no, that would just make the game preview shows super long, whatever. But I, th- there was a conversation happening like, oh, there's no excuse not to be at the game. And like, how, how could the game be, you know, not like a, you know, a fever pitch or just like elite atmosphere, all this type of stuff. I, th- I think K-State from, our, fans, from my perspective and your perspective, like I completely yes, agree with time that. out. Like, yes, I, I agree. I agree. But it's just not. It's not reality. the reality yeah, because K-State is very dependent when it comes to football attendance on season ticket holder stuff for better or worse season ticket holder membership has been down every year since 2015. We did a great job of almost getting back to the baseline of 2019, but of course you weren't going to get back to it. You're coming off of a very ugly season, part of a pandemic. People went whole years without going to the stadium so, of course, season ticket yeah. uh, membership is going to drop off. And then the team's completely bought in. And I said this after the Iowa State game, one of the biggest uh, downsides to that loss is you lost a bunch of fans for the, you know, yeah. match-going fans. Because, you know, the the team, K-State, is so dependent on drawing from Wichita and Kansas City to fill their buildings. And yeah. Not not everyone is crazy diehard fanatics. If if everyone that you thought should be a crazy diehard K State fan, you know, was, we'd be able to quit our day jobs and just do this podcasting full time. That would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool, but we're not a big enough fan base. So when you lose out that momentum, you have three straight losses. The people in Kansas City, the people in Wichita, the casual fans are going to be like, eh, you know, I'll still watch them on TV, but. You know, I went to that Iowa State game. It was a clunker. You won three straight. I'm not going to worry about trying to get a Baylor ticket. I'm not going to worry about trying to get a West Virginia ticket. It is what it is. And then the prices are where, where they are. I had a good conversation with someone. I'm, I'm not going to say their name, but I had a good conversation with them. And I agree. You can't just go fire sell and say, all right, every, every ticket's $5. Because you can't be undercutting your season ticket holders. You can't make it so it's not a value to buy season tickets. You have a brand to uphold. You can't be devaluing the brand similar to KU and KU's fighting that. They're never going to be able to get football fans back because they have destroyed their brand because the whole meme is, oh, you don't have to buy a ticket. You can just show up in Lawrence and get one for free. They're trying to reverse that, but we saw it when K-State came to town. You know, that isn't the case. If you're not giving away free tickets, it's never going to be full. So you can't be doing that. Then ultimately, you have to stay in in line with what the market value is. You're bringing in a top 15 team. You can't say like, fuck it, here's $3 tickets. You can't be doing it. So I 100% understand, but uh, it's not going to be there. Folks need to just kind of, hey, if you have the ability, go to the game, be loud, all that type of stuff. But don't be going on the timeline, doing pictures, trying to shame stuff. Fact of the matter is, if we win, if we beat Baylor, you have this marquee win. You go down, beat Texas, get to nine wins. Then you go to the Alamo Bowl and just smoke Utah or whoever is going to be in the Alamo Bowl, 10 wins. All of a sudden, season ticket sales are going to be up. One of the best atmospheres in Bill Snyder Family Stadium post, you know, 2012 is going to be that Missouri game where you get them in week oh. two next year. Yeah. And, and that's that what you have to is work gonna be a, That is going to be a boiling atmosphere. Uh, assuming uh, you can just that, tell. That's kind of depending. You're going to still need to finish hot for it to be as good as it is. So I, I think it'll I, be I good regardless, it. frankly. I do. But I think people – yeah, I agree with all the points you just made. Um, but I think people are forgetting 
the pandemic and how much of an impact that had. And, you know, we have, you mentioned, we've been steadily, steadily declining since 2015, but man, after the pandemic, I, I went to the SIU game and, you know, just stopped by like my traditional tailgate, a staple of my tailgate on the West side was this large white tent that had like at least six parking spots worth several TVs always had just a shitload of people there completely gone lost for the year forever they did not renew all those people did not renew and they were not the only ones and i was looking around the west side like several um you know open spots that you know people that just couldn't renew because there's so many fucking losses from 2020 and maybe it'll come back but i think it's just a combination of all that stuff honestly though on saturday if the bowl the lower bowl is like nearly packed and like somewhat lit i'll be happy yeah no i agree with you um Let's see. That kind of went on random, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> another thing that uh, it's really going to be special. It's the final home game for Skylar Thompson and many other Wildcats. You know, can, you, you want these Wildcat legends and heroes, uh, you know, cult heroes, actual heroes, actual legends to go out on top. Again, you have Skylar Thompson, who I know folks are trying to detract from this stat because he started games in five different seasons, whatever. I'm not. Tonight, tonight is not the night to argue Skylar Thompson's legacy, but he is the all-time winningest starting quarterback in K-State football history. I want him to go out on top. I want a guy like Reggie, the sauce boss, Stubblefield, the legend who became a cult hero this season to go out on top. You want, you know, if this is really going to be Josh Revis's last game, he deserves to go out with a win. Boom Massey, Noah Johnson, all the guys who came back for this extra season, mm-hmm. you want them to go out on a win. The tr- grad transfers, a matter Bebe, you want him to go out because guess what? You know, whether they lived up to expectations or not, they had massive moments for this season. And again, you win this, we, we kind of put to bed the idea of this could be a sp- quote unquote special season after the Iowa State loss. Here's the thing. You beat another top 10 team or top 15, I, I guess I, I could look to see where they are in the college football uh, rankings. Um, well, I know Wake Forest is top 10, so they're Baylor's probably nine. Are you kidding me? Wait, Gene yeah, Taylor. Oh, Gene, Gene, Gene. I do not like – I don't like <laughs> – I don't like what he's doing on the committee. The committee just, is out of their fucking mind. It's but, a wild uh, committee. It is wild. I mean, the system is broken. It's I don't it's actually broken. think the system's broken because ultimately who cares what the committee is as long as they get the top four right. Um yeah, but I don't trust them to do that. And maybe they have most more often than not in the last I don't what, think they've six years. I don't think they've um, it wrong once. Yeah, that's another topic for discussion that we're not gonna get into now, but maybe we could later. Um I just don't like it. I don't like relying on the committee and it seems to like it seems like they can't, there's no way they can escape some form of bias, but um, yeah. Final home game. Here's the thing, Scott, the fellas, especially Skyler kind of pegged this as a revenge to our season. Right now we're sitting seven and three, our three best games. We went L L L. Baylor 11, by the way. Really? Okay. Oklahoma state nine, Oklahoma 13. Okay. Um, now, we lost our three best games of the year. There's some nuance to that, obviously, injuries, et cetera, one of those being to our quarterback. But, Scott, this is a great chance for 
us to kind of somewhat fulfill that mantra of the revenge tour. We win this, we got a top 10 win. We're sitting at five and three in the conference, eight and three overall, a chance to go win in Austin, nine and three. On Black and Friday. Have an excellent, you know, have our best bowl game in, you know, since 2012. 2014, um, probably. Because we went to Alamo Bowl. We went to the Alamo. You're right. Out. Yeah, 2014. Um, and a chance at double digit wins. You know, that's. And that's a top coming. 20 season. If you end the season 10 and three, you're going to be. AP poll top 20. It's also probably a top 10 season in our history. Um, 10 and three. How many times have we won 10 games? Uh, I want to say nine, nine times. Nine times. No, no, 10 no, games. no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty sure. 95, 97, 98, 9, 2000, 2002, 2003, 11, 11 12. 12. Nine, bitch, right Woo. off the top of my head. My goodness. Woo, so, baby. Okay, you, you're I cranked yeah. that. I feel really good about that. That was like a quick draw. I feel like one. Wait, of, yeah, one. I feel great. But that would be 10. That would be a top 10 in win season. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that is that. Oh, my God. Well, first off, props to you. Thank and you. yeah, that, that becomes a top 10 season. And again, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but again, you, you can't get to that level. If you well, here's, get here's like, that's, if you want this to be your, the revenge tour, if Skylar Thompson wants to go out with like, I fucking changed to number seven and I want to stamp my legacy. This is, this is like, we have to win out. Like here's a great chance. It starts Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And, and I'm glad you pulled that out. That That's awesome. Then uh, the, the final thing is, can the stars shine bright? Can Felix get back on the sack train breaking the, school record for sacks and one more forced fumble the record for forced fumble can deuce keep things going and i said it on twitter i put it mm-hmm. out there if he has you know just the regular deuce game 100 between 120 150 uh yards from scrimmage plus touchdowns get above you know that thousand yard rushing get above that 500 yards receiving does he get a heisman vote this year i think he gets one he should I, I think a he gets a third season. place vote if, if, if he ends because it happens before bowl games. If he has in the final two games, if he has between 120 and 150 yards from scrimmage and let's say three or four more touchdowns, I think, oh God, barking. It's okay. <laughs> I think, I think he gets a Heisman vote this year. I think he gets a third place vote. Yeah, I mean I'm that would be it. that would be incredible to see. Um, and it's time, to, you know, we've been doing, I think, a pretty good job of the campaign for Felix, but we need to ramp up a little bit for Deuce. Well, I mean, so, I um, have the hashtag hashtag first team Deuce with a little red <laughs> with, with a little uh, red racing car. I like it. I like the red racing car too. But you know, can can the stars shine? We're gonna need them to. You know, Deuce and Felix performing that opens up the gates for everyone. But I honestly, I think with this team, it's more about like the supporting cast um, than it is the stars because Deuce Deuce gets his numbers typically every game one way or another. But it, we're we're typically better if Joe gets his numbers. You know, if we love it when Malik goes off, but we're better when we distribute it to eight to 10 receivers and everybody has like a complete game. Felix is going to cause havoc, but I'd love to see Matlack and Huggins and, you know, Timmy Horn contribute and kind of cause havoc on the line. So I'll be, I'll be taking a look at the, 
the supporting cast and seeing what they can do. But we alluded to this earlier, and it's a chance to end another streak. You know, we just ended one of five games. Baylor's beaten us three in a row. Four games? Five, I'm pretty sure. West Virginia beat us. I'm talking about – Go ahead. I think we've lost four and four straight to Baylor, right? Um, we lost to them in Bill's final year. Seven, uh, no, that'd be three. Maybe. I don't know. I well, I looked it up tonight. I think it's three in a row, but they beat us seven out of the last ten, yeah. and they've got you know a hold on us. But we, you know, Baylor, they've had our number. They've won three straight. I know for sure. Last year was a tragic failure to lose at Baylor the way we did, but you know we've. It's another one that we need to we need to get. We need to get rid of it. It presents an opportunity to get one back, put another feather in our cap. So, and then next week, another streak. We're going to kill some streaks. Yes, we need to. All right. uh, The keys to V are sponsored by symbol. We talked about them earlier. They are the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There's two ways to make money on symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you get a cash payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase their value, buy low and then sell for a profit. Use promo code BOYS to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Grant, give me your first key to V. My first key to V, I want to CFB offensively aggressive. Um, you know, I'd like to see our offense take chances and play kind of with that nothing to lose attitude that we did against Oklahoma. Give Skyler the keys. Let her, let us roll. Take chances on fourth down. Make them stop us. And I just want to kind of leave no doubts that you know we gave it our best shot on on the afternoon. And let's keep Baylor on their toes from the from the kick because I I know what the analytics say and the line says, but I mean we're dogs. This is a top ten team. We got to take it to them. Definitely. My first one is going to be keep a lid on Baylor's offense. They lead the Big 12 in percentage of offensive plays to go over 10 yards, which is 24.4% of the plays and yards over 20 yards or plays over 20 yards, 9.4% of plays. So it's going to be important to keep a lid on that defense. All right, what's your second key to be? Continue to win the turnover battle. The classic bend don't break formula. It was great for us last weekend, but the turnovers really paid dividends for us. Baylor is an aggressive, balanced offense on both sides of the balls. They're efficient in the red zone, scoring 88% of the time. We need to steal more possessions. And Scott, four-game winning streak, we've only turned the ball over twice, and our opponents have turned it over six times. So I think that's that's the recipe. We gotta We got to steal those possessions. I love it. I love it. And my final one is don't give in to Baylor's havoc. They have the second highest havoc rate in the Big 12 at 18.9%. So they're either getting tackles for losses, causing turnovers, forcing fumbles, or breaking up passes almost 19% of the time on defense. So you cannot give in to the havoc. All right, let's get into our game predictions sponsored by Spotify Greenroom. Remember, Download on the Apple iOS store or the Android app store. We are going live today as you guys are listening to this at 6.30 p.m. in God's time zone to talk football. We're going to put a cap on the West Virginia game, going to do a quick preview, bonehead preview of the Baylor game, and then we will immediately be going live after the K-State Omaha game to get a little bit of basketball talk. All right, 15 games. We only have two weeks left because we're not going to do a bowl thing. Maybe we'll do a bonehead, you know, bowl mania type thing on ESPN. 
just a little fun with the boneheads. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, was not a great week for me. I had the all-time worst pick them in the 15-game era in this podcast. I went 5-10. and 10. Uh, I'm sitting at 89-61. and 61. Grant went 8-7. and seven. You're in the lead at 92-58, and 58, and the Boneheads are tied with me. They went 9-6. and six. The Boneheads have actually got a couple weekly victories on us this year after I don't think they ever did it last or uh, in the first two years doing this. So the Boneheads really came to play. Um, I was bad. I didn't get all the bonehead picks in the document before, so I'm going to have to be reading stuff back and forth. So we're going to start with Grant on this one, and then I'll pull up the boneheads. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Uh, Iowa State fans also just, again, this might have been in like the Twitter segment of the week, uh, just absolutely in shambles, just (laughs) tripping over themselves and just getting trolled like crazy by K-State fans. Uh, There was – I counted no less than 25 Cyclone fans say that they would rather not go to Arlington uh, this year than have us win our next two because they can't get there unless they win out and we win out as well. And I counted no less than 25 Cyclones fans saying that they would rather not have a shot at their first conference title since the Ottoman Empire fell than us get to nine wins. So it's just funny that the rivalry is real. So I would say that Oklahoma, Oklahoma is also kind of in shambles. Does Matt Campbell get another win in Norman? First of all, <laughs> I got to say that one, I, I mean, I respect that level of just like sheer blind, you know, contempt for us. It's crazy. It really has ramped up this year. It's absolutely ramped up, but you know, I told you one time that Tottenham, no matter what is happening in world football, Tottenham, it's always somehow the joke is on Tottenham. Yes. It's true. It honestly, like, no matter what, Tottenham is always catching strays, like, from somebody. That's happening this year to Iowa State. Like, well, it happens they, from our fans, but it's starting to happen from other fan bases, I've noticed. And now it's happening from, from media members, and it's really great, I have to say. And, you know, those two – entities tottenham hotspur and iowa state have a lot of similarities i must say but i will say the oklahoma students uh win on saturday i'm not super confident i think they're both i think oklahoma's fucking dog shit i, th- I think oklahoma is absolutely collapsing uh, I so it, yeah. i i'm right there with you the boneheads have ou i'm going with ou as well uh, but again, just kind of one final little thing. Could you imagine, you know, our 1998 or even our 2000, maybe only going six and six, maybe only no. going seven and five? My answer to that is like, no. <laughs> I cannot imagine. If, if you needed any more proof. And that... the reason is, the reason is because we legitimately won 11 games prior and we were fucking good. But like, no, I can't. There's not a scenario where I can imagine like, I mean, I I felt that way in 2001 when, like, and it's hard to look back on that because, like, you know, that was when in a stretch where I didn't understand that K-State could be bad. And we won six games that year, and I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, I was so, but so It wasn't mad. even the hype that Iowa State had coming into this it year. It wasn't. I mean, the over-under I mean, was actually, nine and a half. Nine and a half was the Vegas over-under. I wonder what we were preseason ranked in 2004. I don't know. You can pull that up. Well, how about this? 2004, 
we were preseason ranked number nine and we were four and seven. Yes, that hurts. That sucks. But at least we had accomplished something yes. in the last I mean, day. hell, we won the Big 12 title that year. We won very... the Big 12 the year before, 11 in games. Yeah. But no, I mean. And again, it just puts a massive asterisk next to yeah, exactly. their 2020 season. Exactly. The, the, they have who been could have predicted frauds? that? Us. Who could have predicted 2021? Oh, Us. yeah. You and yeah. yeah. said it a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. A million times. Congrats, you beat us, but we called it. All right, Uh, KU at TCU. TCU kind of got thumped around. Lance Leopold has the Hawks going. They helped me cash that over one and a half, that hilarious game versus Texas. Uh, Boneheads have TCU. I have TCU, but again, wouldn't be shocked. I said it last week. Wouldn't be shocked if KU beat Texas. Um, I don't have the balls to pick it, uh, which I probably should have. I went five and ten last week. What do I have to lose? But I'm going with TCU. Had KU, you not, as well. had KU not beat Texas and, and TCU not gotten blitzed by 60 points, I would legitimately maybe pick KU here, but no chance. I think I think TCU wins by, you know, 25. All right, UT is going to West Virginia where there are zero Blue Ridge Mountains and no Shenandoah River. Boneheads <laughs> have West Virginia. I'm going with West Virginia too. Uh Chris Del Conte put out a, a a very long statement talking about how Coach Stark needs time. That said, that said, if West Virginia beats him and then we beat that ass on Black Friday, he might get fired. Um, yeah, I've got the Mountaineers. I think they're low key a pretty pretty good team. Their record does not reflect their ability. But. No, I I agree, and I they I think they need to win both of their final games to get to a bowl game all right uh oklahoma state at texas tech does texas tech catch lightning in a bottle twice bonehead say no oklahoma state wins it what do you have i say no oklahoma state too much to play for i agree i have oklahoma state the espn college game day game of the week michigan state going to the horseshoe versus the ohio state buckeyes boneheads have the buckeyes i have the buckeyes buckeyes all right. Well, and here's the thing. If that happens, that starts opening up that path for Cincinnati to get to the playoff. So uh, they have to be big Ohio State fans down the stretch. All right. Wake Forest at Clemson. Bonehead's going with Wake Forest. What are you going with? I got Wake. I struggled with this one, but I'm not convinced by Clemson, even at home. So I'm going with Wake. I'm going with Clemson because I eventually have to start, you know, trying to find my way back. I'm three games back from you. They try to force a tie. So I'm going Clemson there. All right. Oregon at Utah, Utah in the top 25 uh, boneheads have the ducks. I think you're flashing up the U. I got the Utes. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm going with Oregon. Uh, so that's, that's game number two of us differing to give me a shot. All right, Arkansas at Alabama. Arkansas in the top 25. The Boneheads have Alabama. They only had them like 72%. I think that's the lowest they've picked Alabama in any game that we've had them featured. Are you going with the Hogs or are you going with uh, Big Al the Elephant? I mean, Bama. Never pick up against Bama. Yeah, I'm not going to pick against Alabama either. Uh <laughs> Sorry, getting all that in. And you have Bama as well. All right, uh, we got a lot of rivalry games uh, coming down yeah. the stretch. And today we have UC- USC playing UCLA for the victory bell. The Boneheads are going with the Bruins. 
Giants, the Bruins of Los Angeles, California. Do you have the Trojans or the Bruins? Bruins. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> you're, you're nervous. You're second guessing. Just I, am, I, I am second guessing myself. I'm basically like, all right, do I chase? I am. I'm going to chase again. I'm going with you. Oh. No, I'm, I'm chasing. I'm chasing. I'm going with you. Hey, what do you have to lose? It's Absolutely not nothing. Like, uh, respect, but... <laughs> it's not like we've done anything for the winner or the loser. So. No, no, we, we've never done anything. Maybe next year will be <laughs> the year. All right. So the big game they play for the Stanford Axe. Uh, there's actually a lot of fun history behind that rivalry uh, trophy. If you guys go to Wikipedia, I'm not going to read it all out for them for you. Um, both teams suck. Like they are not good, but it's one of the most storied rivalries in yeah. college football. The Boneheads have Stanford. Who do you have? Cal. <laughs> I had Cal on my sheet. I'm going to stick with Cal on this. That's one. fine, man. Come on. All right. UAB versus UTSA. Uh, just, and, and it's really funny because just, you know, because one UTSA guy continues to listen to us and came to our tailgate. I've had a lot of fun watching UTSA get into the rankings. Uh, so I'm going with UTSA. The Boneheads are going with UTSA. What do you have? Freaking Roadrunners, baby. Meep, motherfucking meep. All right, Air Force at Nevada. I've had fun throwing Nevada on a lot of these this year. Boneheads have Nevada. Who do you have? I've got Nevada, too. I'm not going to change this one. I'm not going to chase. All right. Uh, and here's a fun one. One of the most played games outside of the Ivy League in FCS. The Great Divide Trophy. This is the 120th meeting all time between Montana State and Montana. The Boneheads are going with the Grizz from Montana. Who do you have? Definite chance for us to differ on these next two because I know fuck all about either of these teams. So I'm, I went with Montana State. I'm going with Montana State as well uh, because a former employee at K-State Athletics now is an associate AD at Montana State, Bethany Cordell, one of my all-time favorite people who I've ever interacted with in college athletics. Uh, the game, the 137th meeting between Harvard and Yale. The Boneheads have Harvard. Who do you have? Got Harvard. <laughs> I've always cheered for Harvard. Have you? No. I, I mean, they're, they're going to win. Oh, I they're mean, better like, than Yale. Because I, I know you've had it in the last three years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I like to do you some of these, like, kind of bigger rivalry games. But, no, I, I, I think Harvard's going to win. I think they're better. Then the final one, Kansas State versus Baylor. The Boneheads, they haven't gone against K-State yet this year. They're going with the Cats. Grant, what do you have? And give me a score. I got the Cats edging, 31-30. I think it's going to be really, really tight. Um, I have a feeling – I genuinely do have like a weird feeling of confidence my mojo is good i know that means nothing especially considering last week i told you i have an overwhelming feeling that we're gonna lose to west virginia but i rearranged my crystals i told you that and everything worked out so um i don't know why but i feel good about this game i didn't feel good about any of our three losses this year and i don't know i just have a different vibe i I think think we get over the hump we're rolling i think we can do it yeah I, i'm all in on us getting to 10 wins and speaking of trolling iowa state fans could you imagine they go six and seven they lose their bowl game and we go 10 and three it would I mean, be incredible i mean i think you know i think they will be sitting at six and five 
I'd be shocked if they went to Norman. And then they do have TCU, which like probably they'll win. Probably they'll win. But whatever. But like if they ended up six and six, man, (laughs) it would be chef's kiss. It would be very, very nice. The good chef's kiss. All right. I have the cats. Yeah. I'm going. I, I kind of like where your your score line was. I'm going to go 31-28. I'm going to say the young freshman boy bangs one through from 37 at the buzzer. So that's what we got. All right. Again, we are going live on Spotify Green Room 630 today as you guys are listening to it on Wednesday to talk football. And then immediately after the K-State Omaha game, uh, hoping for a nice nice win versus uh, Omaha. I think last year we beat them at the buzzer. I think something we got to hit a shot at the buzzer. Uh, but I think the basketball boys are looking good. Uh, that's what we have. Visit Symbol, promo code BOYS. Invest in, invest in the cats. Uh, and then have a little fun. All right, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys during the live shows. And then uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned into the shows and uh, Twitter to figure out what our live show schedule will be week of Thanksgiving. And uh, we love you guys. Keep rocking. Uh, keep grinding. Uh, that's all I got. I know we have a gargantuan reach, at least 50,000 strong. So if you're listening to this and you haven't gotten a ticket yet and you're thinking about it, you definitely should. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a hornet's nest boiling atmosphere like I'd want it to be, like it deserves. But it is a top 10 matchup. But most importantly, you know, last chance to see Skylar Thompson in Manhattan and a lot of other great seniors, uh, a lot of their transfer seniors that came in and have committed to the program. And again, Come see Deuce Vaughn, work his magic. Um, so get some tickets. You can buy the shittiest, cheapest ticket, you know, and probably find a nice seat in the lower bowl if that's how you want to work it. But um, I encourage you to come to the game, have fun. It's going to be like a kind of a pseudo night game. And the weather is going to be really nice, actually. So we hope to see you there. I'll be there. Scott, you'll be there. And uh, folks, meet me at the cabin. Podcast Network.